Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. Okay, here we are. We are on part one, chapters seven, eight, and nine. And the verse that uh, came off the pages to me on this one is, I cannot part with Rama. And I'll explain um, a little bit that's what's happening in the story is that uh, Dasaratha, that is Rama's father, was so excited that this sage, Visvamitra, uh, had come to visit. And so as soon as he entered the palace, you know, Dasaratha was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, anything you want, anything at all, your wish is my command. I will just give you whatever you want. And so Visvamitra was kind of like, oh, great. I'll tell you what I need. And he asked Dasaratha to send Rama, his teenage son, to help Visvamitra get rid of these uh, demons that were haunting his his holy place. And uh, I think that Dasaratha was a little bit taken aback. I, I think when he was offering you know him anything he wants, I think he was probably thinking food, drink, um, you know, I don't know, whatever he wanted as far as comforts, but he did promise, you know. And so um, this is what Visvamitra asked for. And it, it seemed like a little bit of a big ask because in Dasaratha's viewpoint, Rama is just his kid who he knows probably in his awareness as his little, little cute little one. You know, he might have images of him when he was little. He knows you know, when he just would did different developmental things as he grew. So in Dasaratha's viewpoint, he sees Rama as, as his child and he is and always will be. But he is growing and he's now a teenager. A little bit of background on this one. What Visvamitra knows that Dasaratha does not know is that Rama actually has a great power. He comes to be an icon in the yogic stories and goes on to do great things. But at this point, it's not been in anyone's awareness and most of all, uh, his father's. So with this line... I cannot part with Rama. This is what Rama's dad is saying. You know, oh my God, I can't send my teenager to deal with these super bad demons that are bothering you. Uh, it just didn't seem right. And Dasaratha, Rama's dad, goes on to say, don't parents do anything for their kids? They give up their wealth, their own happiness. They do anything for their kids. And I just, I can't, I can't part with my son. I just can't let him go. And so what this brought up for me was a couple of things. Specifically, number one, our children will always be our babies to us. Number two, they will go on to do things that we cannot even imagine. And number three, other people will be affected by them in many, many ways and possibly more profound than we can even imagine. And What this made me think about was, you know, I'm teaching this yoga class on a regular basis and I have a couple, I have some wonderful, wonderful students. Well, two of these wonderful students that I have in yoga class are friends, um, Sally and Sarah. And Sally and Sarah met uh, when their children, 
their sons were playing hockey together. So when they were small and they were, you know, as, as happens, you know, oftentimes you, you end up having events and you see each other at the events and you might even, you know, catch a ride with each other, um, on trips that are uh, surrounding these events. And, um, you know, so they got to be really close and their sons were friends in hockey when they were little. And this transferred on to um, as they are young adults and moving off into college. So now by now, their sons are uh, in college at Boston U. So uh, Noah Friedman and Ben Key Comis, um, they are in Boston U. And they're still playing hockey. And so what happens now is one of their teammates ends up um, with leukemia, and which is terrible, which is, you know, it's devastating. And, and as a team, you know, you are pulling together as you're playing your game, but you also get close and you, you want to be there for each other. That's, that's part of teamwork. So what came out of this, it brought me to think of silver linings of things. You know, I know that the world right now is in a crazy, crazy place. So many things that are happening and we could focus on the negative. And of course we have to do what we have to do to make it through our day. Even just if we can uplift our own spirit so that we can, when we're in contact with other people, be uplifting for them. And just, you know, we got to help each other as our, you know, human teammates to go through what we're going through. So in this story, Noah and Ben, their teammate uh, had leukemia. And what came out of this was that they had a gathering and all of the, the other teammates were tested to see if they would be a match for a bone marrow transplant. I remember when this was around the time this was happening, Sally gave me this book by Elizabeth Lesser called Marrow. And this story by Elizabeth Lesser talks about um, two sisters and one is the donor and one is the recipient of a bone marrow transplant. And it's it's kind of like a, a just a heartwarming story. So Sally gave me the book and I have it on my shelf. I'm holding it right now. And what I didn't realize was Elizabeth Lesser is also the author of another book that I think is amazing and I, I read a while ago that is called Broken Open. And Broken Open is also a very profound story. Broken Open, in that book, it talks about the dynamics of healing and growth and how we can turn misfortune into insight and grief into joy. And I found that book very profound. So I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, Sally gave me the Marrow book and reminded me of Broken Open. And so coming back to Noah and Ben and their process, they're at Boston U, they, all of the teammates, and I think there were even more people, they had a gathering and everybody on the team and everybody else who attended the event tested to see if they would be a match for their teammates so that they could donate their bone marrow and help him through this process. And I thought this was so amazing and so generous and so brave because it's no small deal to donate bone marrow. But if you are a young and healthy person, then it's a better possibility for healing on your end as well. But it's no small process. So what happened was Sally's son, Noah, this is kind of continuing with the story of Noah, he was not a match for his friend. But what they found out in the process of doing the testing was that he was a match for an 11-year-old girl with leukemia. And so when they found this out, Noah decided that, you know what, he's going to donate his bone marrow to this 11-year-old girl. 
And so I remember when they were going through the process, it was just, I think, an amazing connection. It was such a generous offering to donate your bone marrow to a complete stranger. And it just, it makes me a little emotional to think of that little girl's family. And I know that the sad part is that she did, um, she did not beat the leukemia in the long, long run, but I think the wonderful gift, and I can only imagine the little girl's family, what a great gift it was to them, but she lived another year. I'm imagining if anything happened to anyone's child, anyone's child, that if they could know that there was something that would give them another entire year with their little one, of course, you know, what a truly amazing gift would that be? And so, you know, I just, I think of the ripple effect that our our kids will, will go on to do things that we can't even imagine. Sally also shared with me, you know, when COVID broke out, what happened in, in April. So we were mainly hit by it in March and, and only a month later, Noah and some of his colleagues, his classmates got together and they pooled their resources and created a company called Six Feet Closer. And I'm going to read you the mission of Six Feet Closer. So Six Feet Closer's mission is to use technology and media to connect the world through authentic recognition and gratitude, empowering people to live more hopeful and positive lives. So Six Feet Closer, I remember Sally telling me about it. What they do is they connect people across the world, really. You can go on the website and they connect people. So you can send a message of gratitude to an essential worker, someone on the front lines. I know it's expanding now into the military as well. I think that it's just truly amazing and inspiring. And so, yes, the adversity is happening. And I'm just profoundly touched and moved by the result, the the reaction in this case that is, I think, so positive, so moving, so uplifting for human nature and the human spirit. And so you can send, what they do is they link you up with a, an essential worker and you can send them a video. It's not terribly long, but it's just maybe 45 seconds of a video where you are just feeling and then sharing the gratitude that you have for the essential worker and what they do. And so as they are in their day, they can receive a message of gratitude. I mean, how many essential workers do you think are out there and going through their own stuff and having, you know, to see all of the heartache and putting themselves out there in danger and helping so, so many people. I mean, they're going through it themselves. And so to at least kind of get a moment, just not even one minute, you know, I think to turn around their day and and give them hope and inspiration and, and let them know that they are appreciated. And so I am just so profoundly moved. Six Feet Closer has put out 2,000 videos in 50 states across 12 countries. And to see some of the videos, it's just heartwarming. So I think we all could use a little bit of heartwarming in these days. And I hope that the exploration 
that we can look at can help us. So just to sum up my takeaway, again, our children will always be our babies. Of course they will. And also they will go on to do things that we cannot even imagine. And they may come up out of the circumstances in the moment. And lastly, other people will be affected by them in many, many ways. And we can be grateful for that. So that's my takeaway from this verse. So part one, chapters seven, eight, and nine. We want to keep our kids close, but inevitably they grow and they will go on to do amazing, amazing things that we cannot even imagine. So I hope this helps on your journey just to think about the positive, the silver linings that come from harsh times in our history. And uh, hopefully we will just help each other to rise up and overcome. Take care. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the Yoga Vashishta. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out. We'll see you next time. Bye.